WNCW is member-supported public radio from Western North Carolina featuring an eclectic music mix. You can find out more and listen online at WNCW.org. Support for this public radio podcast comes from Pabst Brewing, proud supporter of local artists nationwide and of the NPR Live in Concert series, online at pabstblueribbon.com. This is Volume Control, musician interviews from WNCW-FM in Spindale, North Carolina. This edition features host Martin Anderson talking with Laura Boosinger, old-time musician and scholar, about Fiddler's Grove, old-time Fiddler's Convention. She brought in a bunch of music for us to listen to to highlight some of the artists that have played there through the years and that continue to play there. Now, keep in mind, you will not be hearing these tunes in their entirety due to copyright and time considerations. You can find out more about WNCW and make a contribution because we are listener-supported at WNCW.org. Thank you so much for tuning in to listener-supported WNCW. I'm Martin Anderson, your midday host. Going to spend the better part of this next hour with Laura Boosinger, a banjo player from our region, talking about the upcoming Fiddler's Grove Old Time and Fiddler's Festival. It happens in Union Grove, and it is in its 83rd year. Laura Boosinger has arrived with all sorts of great old-time tunes uh, to uh, add to the mix, and uh, we're going to have fun talking about it. Going to start off with Laura's first selection, and then uh, we'll uh, get to chatting with her. It's one from the 1920s, Clarence Tom Ashley, The Cuckoo. Going to build me a log cabin on a mountain so high, so I can see Willie as he goes on by. Oh, the cuckoo is a pretty bird. She wobbles as she flies. She never honors cuckoo till the fourth day. July. The Cuckoo starting off our uh, session talking about Fiddler's Grove, the big old-time festival. I'm joined by Laura Boosinger, a terrific musician from our area. You've heard her with David Holt and the Lighting Bolts, Bolts and so many others over the years. And Laura, welcome back to WNCW. Always great to get down to Spindale and see y'all down here. Always good to let the folks know about the upcoming Fiddler's Grove Festival up in Union Grove, North Carolina. It's the oldest kind of its festival in the country. It started in 1924 by H.P. Van Hoy as a way to raise money in the community. Um, They had the Fiddler's Convention in the schoolhouse. There's great photographs of folks sitting in the auditorium in the schoolhouse seats, you know, dressed up to come and hear the fiddle music. And it was a great... for them to raise money right there in the community. So the word was put out, and fiddlers from around the area, and I'm sure from farther away than the area, came to compete in the old-time fiddlers competition. There have been so many, many fiddlers that have come to Fiddler's Grove. You know, it has such prestige for being the oldest of its kind. It was also quite a gathering place for the musicians. It's similar to festivals like Mount Airy and Galax. I mean, there are lots of little, littler uh, conventions all through Virginia and North Carolina, but this one, of course, being the granddaddy of all of them, had the prestige and the history that folks just wanted to go to Fiddler's Grove and meet. So I thought we'd play some uh, fiddlers, and we started off with a banjo player. We started off with uh, Clarence Ashley. Funny story, that recording was made in the 1920s, and when Ralph Rensler came to Fiddler's Grove in the 1960s, 
he was looking for Clarence Ashley because he had heard this recording of him. He was really hoping he could meet Clarence Ashley. So he went up to this old gentleman playing the, the banjo, and he started talking to him. He says, well, can you tell me where I can find Clarence Ashley? I'd really like to meet Clarence Ashley. And the old guy said, well, Clarence Ashley. Hmm. Clarence. He said, well, by golly, I'm Clarence Ashley. Because he'd gone by the name Tom for so long. And he didn't really remember his name was Clarence, I guess. But the interesting thing about that meeting was not only did Ralph Rensler get to see Tom Ashley in the flesh, but Tom Ashley said, now there's a fellow over there playing. If you want to hear somebody really pick a guitar, that's who you need to go see. And it was Doc Watson. Uh-huh. So the festival has created, uh, serendipitously created lots of opportunities for lots of people over the years. All the young, old-time musicians back in the 70s and 80s would come through Fiddler's Grove. And uh, now they're famous people like John McCutcheon and David Holt and um, those boys that played with Ralph Blizzard, you know, yeah. uh, all the new Southern Ramblers. Well, uh, speaking of Ralph Blizzard, uh, why don't we get to something from him now? You, got, uh, you brought in a version of Midnight on the Water from him? One of the great things about Fiddler's Grove is they have a certified old-time fiddlers category. This is for fiddlers over, I think it's 55, but you, you can't have been trained classically at all. Um, and another part of the competition is called the Heritage Tune. And that, to me, as a young person playing the music, was so fascinating to have these 70- and 80-year-old fiddlers get up there and tell the history of a tune and then play it. Um, this is one that Ralph called uh, Midnight on the Water. It's an actual live recording from the festival and it's so sweet because of course ralph was from east tennessee and he's also a national heritage award fellowship winner so these kinds of folks are who you'll find at fiddler's grove you sneak around uh, this area and talk about old-time music and the name ralph blizzard will come up uh, sooner than later for sure an old recording of ralph blizzard from fiddler's grove is here on wncw Blizzard uh, from Fiddler's Grove, Midnight on the Water, and uh, talking about uh, the festival and specifically uh, the competitions, uh, sort of the hallmark, I'd say, of this festival. And this, let's talk to more about that, the, the heritage tunes uh, like Ralph Blizzard did there. And uh, what that is, is playing an old tune that's got to be uh, roughly 100 years old or something. Well, mostly it just has to have a great story. And, of course, most of these tunes are 100 years old or more because they're from a really long time ago. I mean, they're from our heritage. They're not newly written tunes, in other words. They're yeah. traditional tunes. And I remember the first time I was at Fiddler's Grove, Lachlan Shaw, who's from over in the Piedmont area of the state, uh, got up and told a story about where he learned the tune, you know, told what he knew about it, maybe why people played it, maybe some folklore sort of story around the tune. But the title always has stayed with me since 1980. The title was 
picking out the devil's eyes. And when he played it on the fiddle, there was a little pizzicato part where he picked the strings. You know, I think they were picking out the devil's eyes right there. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you want to listen to that all day long? That right there would intrigue you. That is one of the uh, funniest, weirdest things about old-time uh, tunes is uh, with the, their instrumentals, the funniest names that they come up with. So I guess I guess when the artists are talking about the stories behind them, they're going to touch on how the heck they got the name like Those that. crazy names, yeah. And now there's often, you know, a story about somebody else in the community who was the senior statesman when this person was younger and learned the tune. So you're getting this history that's certainly 100 years old, but, you know, maybe closer to 200. If you've got an 80-year-old fiddler who learned this from somebody who was in their 80s who probably learned it from somebody, you're getting... Quite a timeline on American culture right there, which is one of the greatest things about these kinds of fiddlers' conventions. It's really true American heritage and American culture. So much of entertainment now is that it's entertainment as not so much storytelling as you would get in a more natural or pure state. Because remember, this is social music. You would be sitting around on Friday night at someone's home uh, playing these tunes. You wouldn't be up on a stage trying to keep it moving along and no dead space and keep the audience entertained. You'd be sitting around drinking some coffee over at Chubb Parms and Lester and maybe stop and have a hot dog and then get back and play some of these tunes and talk about, oh, well, I remember when Tommy Bell played that over, you know, so-and-so at the Farmers Federation picnic, and you'd get all the information. One of the great things that the Van Hoy family has done, though, is create an archive. Most of the festivals, in recent days anyway, have been recorded, and there is an archive building um, on the festival grounds there in Union Grove, which um, houses a lot of recordings and other important memorabilia from the history of the festival since 1924. What do you got picked out next, Laura? Well, you know, this festival really features the fiddlers, but in, um, another way for the fiddlers to stand out is in a string band. And so you have two categories of competition. You've got uh, bluegrass and old-time. Also, you have a junior category, um, junior old-time bands and junior bluegrass bands, which is great because there are a lot of young people that come along, and Fiddler's Grove is one place to bring your family, to get your kids introduced to this music, but also kids that are interested in playing create string bands and bluegrass bands of their own. This next band, which comes from southwest Virginia, is a perfect example of young people who came to Fiddler's Grove as you know, teenagers, young teenagers, um, a brother and sister, Brian and Debbie Graham, uh, one of the best old-time string bands I have ever heard. You know, when when string bands started sort of getting popular again, in uh, like on WNCW, not just the bluegrass bands, but you'd get bands like the Freight Hoppers, for example, who were one of the first kind of in the in the public eye string bands. I remember talking to Ricky Skaggs, and he said, "Boy, those Freight Hoppers are great," and I haven't heard anything like that since I was a kid in Kentucky. And I looked at him. I said. There's hundreds of bands like yeah. that around here. And he said, where? <laughs> I said, well, there's the Conorock Critters to start off. And then there's Travis and Trevor from over in Haywood County. I said, because he hadn't been to Fiddler's Grove. I don't know why. But there were, you know, a bunch of string bands. And they were all great. And these guys, to me, were some of the best, most fun to dance to. And also thought it was very cool that it was a brother and sister who basically grew up and kept playing music. So these are the Conorock Critters and... Brian and Debbie Graham. All right. Hell broke loose in Georgia, and I feel a Shenandoah breakdown coming our way soon, too, on WNCW.
There's your Shenandoah breakdown here on WNCW. Uh, nice recording from L.W. Lambert and the Blue River Boys as we hang out here in the air studio with Laura Boosinger talking about the upcoming Fiddler's Grove Festival. And uh, tell us about L.W. Lambert. Well, first of all, I just think it's so cool that both of those recordings were made right at the festival during competition. So you sort of get a sense of the energy. You can hear the crowd a little bit. You know, the bands are really into it. An old-time band there, the Conorock Critters, and, of course, the Bluegrass Band with L.W. Lambert. L.W. Lambert's a banjo player and lives pretty close to Union Grove. And the story I've always heard about L.W. was that there were folks around the convention and heard him playing this particular banjo tune they thought was kind of catchy. And the next thing you know, it ended up in that movie uh, uh, was the the Doolin Banjo. what I've heard, mm. yeah. That's what I've heard. They got it straight from L.W. Lambert right there in Union Grove, right mm. here in North Carolina, by Amazing. golly. Amazing. Amazing. It all comes back to the source, folks. Let's hear about this next tune you got coming up. Sundown? Yeah, this is great. This is uh, Marvin Gaster, who's from Lee County, North Carolina, around Sanford. He uh, w- grew up with his aunt and uncle and uh, saw a banjo in a store and got up a little money to, to buy the banjo, brought it home, and then lo and behold, his uncle Henry said, let me see that thing, and started playing music on it. And, and Marvin didn't even know he could play. Hmm. Uh, I picked this particular tune because the liner notes for Marvin's CD, um, which was put out by Rounder Records, I'm looking for the title of it here. It's just called Uncle Henry's Favorites, Wouldn't You Know It. it the, the liner notes struck me as such a perfect tie-in with Fiddler's Grove. Um, Marvin learned this tune from Clegg Garner, who was born in 1888. There's your heritage <laughs> tune. And died in 1962. He was from New Ta- Hope Township in Randolph County. And oddly enough, uh, Mr. Garner sang this song for Bascom Lamar Lunsford, who recorded it um, for other folk song collections. Now, Bascom was a longtime judge at Fiddler's Grove. He would come down, and of course, he started the Mountain Dance and Folk Festival in 1927 in Asheville, which is the oldest continuing folk festival in the country. So you've got Bascom tied in with the oldest fiddler's convention in the country, and then right down the road in Asheville, he starts up his festival, which, of course, led to the National Folk Festival. So certainly um, a lot of material that spawned all the folk festivals in the country come from right here in North Carolina. Uh, this is this is interesting. Here's what Marvin says about this tune. Uncle Henry was living in Sanford on Linden Avenue. All that was called Cotton Mill Hill then. But the fellow said, Henry, that's so pretty, I want you to play that at my funeral. And Uncle Henry said, I'll do it. Well, he died, and Uncle Henry decided that wasn't right. He couldn't play something like that at a funeral. That would just be sinful. So Nick Smith played it. He asked Nick, and so Nick played Sundown at the man's funeral. Great banjo work there from Marvin Gaster, a North Carolina Heritage Award winner. And uh, what's next, Laura? Some Benton flipping? Yeah, Benton from up in Mount Airy. A lot of folks who are familiar with the Mount Airy Convention, I'm sure, are familiar with Benton's work. And I'm sure a lot of y'all have, were at Merlefest and heard Benton play in uh, the traditional tent. He had uh, some members of his family there along with uh, Paul Brown, who's a great banjo player and historian and also an NPR newsman. Mm -hmm. You might hear him out of Washington sometime. Yep. So Benton is still playing. Benton is always, you know, playing in the the heritage category and the certified old-time fiddler, one of those guys who grew up learning it the real way, you know, at the foot of somebody else, not from a book and not from lessons. 
but really from a, another fiddler. Um, Benton Flippin is also a North Carolina Heritage Award winner. I thought this would be a great one to play. It's kind of a sweet thought. This is called The Fiddler's Dream. Another recording from Fiddler's Grove as we hang out with Laura Boosinger here at WNCW. Uh, Benton Flippin there and the Fiddler's Dream. Nice. Yeah, and of course this festival does sort of feature the fiddle, but there are lots of different competitions. Harmonica, auto harp, hammer dulcimer, bluegrass, and old-time banjo. But There's a bass competition. Um, the music is fabulous all day and all night long, and it's a great place to come with your family. That leads us into our next cut, because talk about some people who came with their family. This is the Cockman family, and all these youngins started on bluegrass instruments when they were kids. I mean, uh, they weren't even hardly big enough to hold all of them. Now, of course, they're all adults, uh, John and Ben and David and Caroline and Daddy John. And um, y'all might have seen them on North Carolina Public Television with Arthur Smith. They've done several specials. Uh, They specialize in the gospel music. And now the Cockmans are really helping out with organizing the festival. Jessie Cockman is the festival administrator, and thanks to her for stepping in last year after Wansi Van Hoy passed away. They've really done a lot to keep the festival going, and so we're looking forward to hearing them do some of their gospel numbers. Let's let them, let them sing one for us. This is a, a good a cappella number, Hold to God's Unchanging Hand. COVID, not this world's great riches that so rapidly decay but build your hopes on things eternal for they will never pass away and just hold to God's unchanging just hold to God's unchanging hand. Yeah, the Cockman family and WNCW, and a number you might hear, particularly on Sunday at Fiddler's Grove when they get into a gospel feature. Well, the Cockman family really did grow up with their music and also their family coming to Fiddler's Grove. And when I was in my 20s, there was a nice little family band from over in Candler, North Carolina, that used to come, the Pisgah Pickers. And their certified old-time fiddler was their grandpa, Grover Sutton. Now, Grover would get on stage in his straw hat and pick up his fiddle bow and say, well, I'm here, let's get started, and then (laughs) rip into a tune. He was a great guy. His son, Jerry, could play anything. He could play the banjo, the bass, the guitar. He's a terrific musician. And Jerry brought along um, Shane Heron, a a young banjo player in the area, and his own two kids, Lisa and Brian, on fiddle and guitar. The Pisgah Pickers used to compete at Fiddler's Grove as a junior band, and they had to add up all their ages— and divide by four, and that was still okay because they came in under 18 years of old, even when Daddy Jerry was playing the bass with them. (laughs) 
of course, your listeners know Brian Sutton and the work that he's done. Um, since Doc Watson kind of got discovered at Fiddler's Grove and Brian cut some of his musical teeth at Fiddler's Grove, I thought it would be sweet to play the Grammy Award-winning Instrumental of the Year featuring Brian Sutton and Doc Watson on a tune that we all know. It's called Whiskey Before Breakfast. Laura, that was Robin Warren with the Krugers, uh, but uh, still, I have to ask, what the heck was that? Wasn't that great? <laughs> I found that on one the latest scrapbook last night, and uh, Robin Warren, who's a master fiddler, started that cutout. Uh, she met the Krugers at Fiddler's Grove. The Krugers like to come down to Harper's Farm, and you might have heard that song of theirs. And that also featured on the uh, gut string, finger-style, thumb-style guitar, great thumb-style player, Clay Lunsford, who's from around the Union Grove, Grove uh, area and who will also be performing at the festival. I thought, what a great thing to mix the Kruger Brothers Bluegrass, Robin Warren's New England Fiddling, and Clay Lunsford's thumb-style blues-type guitar all together on that crazy cut from the Kruger Brothers scrapbook number two. That's great. Called the Chinese Showboat of All Odd Things. <laughs> Let's finish off with uh, the youngest and the newest master fiddler. I wanted uh, folks to get to hear a little bit of Josh Goforth's fiddle playing. And yeah. I thought it was neat to start with the cuckoo with Clarence Tom Ashley and sort of finish off with another version of the cuckoo. Josh Goforth playing the fiddle and David Holt on the banjo. This is David Holt and the Lightning Bolts playing the cuckoo. Build me a log cabin on the mountain So high, so I can see the cuckoo As she goes on by Oh, cuckoo, she's a pretty bird And she warbles as she flies And she never hollers cuckoo Till the fourth day of July. Fiddler Josh, go forth. Young master fiddler for Fiddler's Grove. There on the recording from David Holt and the Lightning Bolts that also features our guest for this past hour, Laura Boosinger, talking about Fiddler's Grove and now in its 83rd year. Details on their website, fiddlersgrove.com. And Laura Boosinger, thank you so much for coming back in again. Thanks for having us. Support for NPR Podcasts comes from Acura, featuring the all-new turbocharged Acura RDX with available real-time traffic alerts. More at acura.com slash rdx.